we thank you. Father, we give you all the glory, all the praise, all the honor. I thank you, Father. And I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you're here today. And you are the Spirit of Jesus and the Spirit of the Father. And I thank you, Father, that you are going to minister to us today. Father, you've heard every prayer. You know everything going on in our lives. And you have the answer for us, Lord, because you are amazing, because you love us so much. Father, I thank you and I praise you, Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus, Father, for this time. Thank you, Father. Let me look at some scriptures, the same scriptures we had last week. I want to continue on with the similar text because we are focusing on that faith, hope, and love, the year for faith, hope, and love. Amen? The year 2023 is a year for faith, hope, and love. And our main text, we found Pastor Brian brought a great message last week, and he brought this message, 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 13. These three will last forever, faith, hope, and love, and the greatest of these is love. And, I, you know, it's, it's a short little verse. It only takes one, one line and one word at the bottom, a few quotation marks, and that's the whole verse. But, see, in these short little verses, there's so much. There's the whole sermon in this. Now, watch this now. Three things will last forever. That jumped out at me. What three things? Faith, hope, and love will last forever. Do you realize what God's saying? He's saying that for all the time you and I are on this earth, faith, hope, and love is available for you. You can live by faith, hope, and love. Wouldn't that be a phenomenal way to live all the time full of faith, hope, and love? Amen? And then he says, so he says, this is available to you. It's available to you today. But then he says, and the greatest of these is love. And that's what I want to focus on today is love. I want to focus on the Father's agape, unconditional love. What is agape love? What is agape love? When you think of it, we say, oh, agape love, oh, the love of God. Well, the, the definition goes more like, no, God's loving kindness, tender mercy kind of love. What is agape love? His unconditional love. What is unconditional love? The Bible says before you were even formed in the womb, before anybody knew you were even going to exist, God, the, your father's unconditional love had a plan for your life, and that plan was good. And every day you and I are living on this earth, you can rely and trust in his unconditional agape love to bring you through every situation, every challenge, everything you're facing. His unconditional love is available and able to bring you through. Amen? Amen. So I, I, just, I just love that verse. It's the last verse of the love chapter in 1 Corinthians 13. But then Pastor Brian also went into 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 13, in the Amplified Version. And I, too, like the Amplified Version. And now it says, and now there remain faith, in brackets, abiding trust in God and his promises. So you and I need that abiding trust in God and his promises. Hope, 
confident expectation of eternal salvation confident expectation hope is high expectation confident expectation love unselfish love for others that's always good to have isn't it but growing out of god's love for me and all of a sudden boom there it is again amen we grow out of our revelation of how much you are loved by God. And I saw it again. There is the foundation of New Testament Christianity is the revelation that no matter what I have done, haven't done, no matter how bad my past, no matter what mama has said or daddy has said, no matter what your boss has said to you, no matter what you, you think you've done, haven't done, no matter how disappointed you've been, no matter what's going on in your life, no matter how much you failed, how many have failed a few times, hands, feet go up, man, I tell you, amen, God's un conditional love is is also his unwavering love for you do you know do you know because jesus went to the cross and paid the price for your and my sin do you know do you know the truth do you want to say, Pastor, can you tell me this truth? I have a truth that maybe you don't know. I have a truth that maybe you've never figured out. I have a truth that will change your life forever. Do you want to know this truth? Do you want to know it? Do you want to know it really? Here's the truth. God can never, ever, 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 the Amplified Version, get mad at you again. He cannot get mad at you. Because on the cross, Jesus forgave you. Past, present, and future sins. You have been forgiven. Mankind has been forgiven. God can never, will never, ever, 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 say a few more evers, ever, 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 ever be mad at you again. Can't do it. Can't do it. Because Jesus fixed it at the cross. Don't you love the cross? We're coming up to Easter pretty soon where Jesus paid the price for mankind's sin at the cross, but he did more than just get on the cross and take care of the sin, a couple of sins. He paid it all. He paid for all judgment. He paid for all the anger. He paid for all that you read about the Old Testament. Jesus fixed all that and gave us a better covenant. My friends, you can, you can never get past the, the fact that you're unconditionally loved by God. It's changed my life. And this morning, I want to motivate you. I want your life changed. I want, you, I want you to change your life like he's changed my life. Because at first, I didn't believe this. I was, I'd get condemned. I'd get guilty feeling. I'd get shameful. I thought I had to prove something to God. I know none of you are like this, but maybe I'm a slow learner. But I just lived that way for a little while. I just lived this way that I always had to be something to God. I had to prove something to others. I had to prove something to God. Oh, God, I let you down. Oh, God, I sinned. Oh, God, I fell short of your glory. And I used to feel so guilty. I used to feel so bad. And the Lord smartened me up. He says, Mike, we all fall short of the glory of God. You've sinned before, you'll sin again. And you know what I found out? I know this is going to freak you out. I found out God's not so concerned with sin. Because the price for sin has been paid. 
And Linda used to get mad at me sometimes. Not mad at me, but she'd say, you shouldn't say it this way, but I, I've been doing it for so long, it's just a habit. She said, she said I'd say tell everyone, when I mess up, what do I do? I repent on the run. I don't wait for Sunday morning. I don't wait to call pastor. I don't wait to wait for the altar call. If I mess up on Monday at 10 o'clock, by 10.05, I've repented and moved on. Amen? I tell you, because God says I can repent. God says I can ask forgiveness. And he says when you do that, it's clean the slate. My friends, we're going to have communion in a few minutes. And I mean a few minutes because I'm preaching fast, praise the Lord. But I'm telling you, I'm telling you, we're going to have communion. But think about communion. It's so cool because every time we have communion, we remember what God did, what Jesus did for us. And what do we do? We clean the slate. Fresh start. Say fresh start. I love communion. I love Sunday mornings, first month, first Sunday of every month, because every Sunday morning, every first month, we have communion. It's whoa, big eraser goes across my blackboard. Fresh start. This is the goodness of God. Amen? So we're going to focus on love. We're going to focus on love, but not just love. I was lying in bed. You know, Lord speaks to me. Usually when I'm just trying to wake up, but I'm still half asleep, I haven't had time to start thinking too much. The Lord usually speaks then. Because any other time during the day, I get in his way. Because I got too many things going on. My mind never stops. My imagination never stops. I don't know about you, but I'm always thinking. I'm always dreaming. I'm always planning. It's just my head never stops going. Even at night, my head never stops. I just, I just, I don't know what it is for, for not to think. I think all the time. But there's that little moment when I'm waking up, when my eyes are still closed, I'm lying in bed, I haven't had time to think about today, and the Lord usually speaks. It's a beautiful time. And he says, Mike, this was just on a Saturday morning. He says, Mike, will you please tell the people on Sunday morning that just to say, I love God, isn't really enough. Just to say, I love God, isn't really enough. And he says, just tell him that just to say that, oh, God loves me, isn't really enough. It's not enough, you see, because it's not a revelation. It's a thought. A thought is different than a revelation. But see, what the Father was saying is he says, just to go around and say, oh, I love God. Well, I love pizza too. Amen? And I love, I love Five Guys Burgers with cheddar and bacon with the double stack and you can hardly fit it in your mouth. I like that. And I love cars and I love motorcycles. Amen? I love lots of things and I love God. He says, that's not good enough, Mike. That's not good enough. He says, because what you've got to get to the place of understanding is that a believer has to understand that I unconditionally love them. The Bible says that we love God because he first loved us. Oh, wow, that's cute. No, it's not cute at all. It's powerful. I love God with 
all my very fiber, my being. I worship him. I give to him. I do whatever he tells me to do. Why do you do that? Why are you so extreme at serving the Lord? Because before that, he unconditionally loved me and saved me, and I'm not going to hell, and I'm blessed, and I'm healthy, and I'm prosperous because my father unconditionally loved me one day when I was 33 years old, and I was not wanting God. I did not want to get born again. I'm running the other direction. I have no thoughts of getting saved. I have no thoughts of serving God. I definitely will never be a pastor. I am telling you right now, but God, but God, because he loved me so much, because he knew better than I knew what was good for me, he intervened in my life. And somehow, my wife says, I can be stubborn. My wife says, I sometimes don't listen. But somehow, this grace of God, this gift of God, I know all you guys are, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, know, but somehow, this gift of grace intervened got into my heart, got into my head, and Billy Graham on television said, you know you need to be born again and say this prayer after me. And I, I, all of a sudden on that Thursday night, November of 1989, 33 years ago, I'm saying the prayer of salvation. And I don't know what I'm saying, but it's feeling right. I don't know what's happening, but my life has been changed and it's never been the same again. But my friends, it all started with the un conditional love of God intervening in my life. That's what it's about. My friends, the base, the foundation of your and my Christian faith is God's unconditional love. Let me go a little bit deeper. It's not good enough that God unconditionally loves you. What? What do you mean it's not good enough? God unconditionally loves every human being on this earth right now. What's the difference then? What's the difference then? If God unconditionally loves every human being, what's the difference with our Christian faith? There has to be something different. There has to be something that we can do. There has to be something that makes it different, that calls us born-again Christians, that gives us the blessing, that gives us faith. What is the difference? The difference is simple. I know he unconditionally loves me. It's not good enough to have a theory. It's not good enough to have an idea. What you need is a revelation. It's the revelation that changes everything. See, I didn't know for years. I didn't have this revelation for years. I was a faith guy. I lived by faith. I confessed the word. And I got so far because I did love God. And I was doing my best to serve the Lord. But I'm telling you, 
few years ago, I got so sick, I almost left this planet. Linda said, hey, it's on Facebook. It's the anniversary of the day you almost left the planet. <laughs> Amen. The Lord says, what do you mean? You die? almost died? The Lord said, don't ever say you're going to die. He said, you had no dying to do. I was very sick. The doctors thought I might leave this planet. But if I left the planet, I just would have been in heaven. And the grace of God would have been sufficient. His love would have carried me there. His love would have taken care of everything else on earth. Amen? See, we have to look and we got to see the importance of this. This unconditional love of God. See, the New Testament reality, the New Testament Christianity, faith, hope, and love. And the very foundation of New Testament Christianity is the revelation every believer must get that they are unconditionally loved by God. Think of it. Just think of it. The devil tempts you to do something that would be sin. You say, no. He says, why not? Because I'm unconditionally loved, of God, loved by God. Your mind tempts you to do something wrong. You said, no. Why not? Because I'm unconditionally loved by God. And then you go to the doctor and the doctor gives you a bad report. The doctor says, this is what's wrong with you. We see pictures and we get CT, what scans and whatever the scans they got for you, I don't know, and all these x-rays. And we say, this is what's wrong with you. And it's not looking good. And the body, your head wants to go, oh, no. Fear wants to say, oh, yeah. No, but no. It says, no. And then you say, well, here's the deal, devil. I'm not denying what the doctor's saying. But I'm just denying your right to kill me. You say, what do you mean, he says. Well, I'm so loved. Actually, unconditionally loved by God. That, you know, my faith works. Galatians 5, 6, faith works through love. You guys know, if you've been around a little, you know the story. But if you haven't heard, I'll tell you real quick. I'm confessing faith works through love because I like this. Faith works through love. Well, all of a sudden, the Lord says to me, he says, Mike, do you know what I meant by that scripture? You know the drill. No, but you're going to tell me. He says, Mike, what I meant from that scripture is your faith works by the revelation of how much you know I unconditionally love you. So I get, say I get a doctor's, bad doctor's report, a bad legal report, a bad financial report, a bad, bad boss report, whatever it is. What I say? I'm not going to get fear get in. I'm going to use faith. How can you use faith at a time like this? Because I'm so unconditionally loved by God. Come on, you know, I'm so unconditionally loved by God that my God is going to work everything out for my good. Hallelujah. I'm so unconditionally loved by God that my God's going to work it all out for me. Amen. Hallelujah. And all of a sudden the devil says, I got to go someplace else. This person knows the truth. See, the devil's roaming around seeking who he may, he may destroy. But you know what you got to tell him? Not me, devil. I know the truth. I've been set free. I know how unconditionally loved I am. Amen? Well, you say, Pastor, I, I know. How do you get to that point? How do you get to that place? How do you get so bold like this? Well, let me tell you. 
It's from reading the Word. So that one day the Lord tells me about this Galatians 5, 6, and I, I said, God, God that, that changed my life. That one encounter with the Father changed my life forever. These are what God will do if you'll let him. Now I know I'm unconditionally loved by God. That's why I'll tell you, I don't have a care in the world. Well, what if they don't like you? I don't care. He loves me. Well, what if you need finances? I don't care. He provides every need. Well, what if you get a bad doctor's report? I don't care. The prayer of faith heals the sick. And I got a little theory about healing. The day God doesn't heal me, I'm going to heaven. You say, what? How, how, you can't talk so just casually about that. Well, that's our final goal. Our goal is not to stay on earth forever. Our goal is to get to heaven to live with Jesus for eternity. Amen? That's why you got born again, by the way. Not to stay here as long as you can, but to get there as soon as you can. Amen? Hallelujah. But some Christians, oh, don't say that, Pastor. I'm so scared. No, but if you know the unconditional love of God, you don't have any fear. Okay, here we go. So now, I'm, how many people know Ephesians follows Galatians? Well, the way I read my New Testament, I read a book of the Bible every day. I read the New Testament four times a year. It takes me three months to read a book of the Bible, basically, except for the Gospels. I break that down, of course, the big books. But, but overall, so I, I read Galatians, and God showed me unconditional love. The next day, I'm reading in Ephesians. And as I read in Ephesians, I get to Ephesians chapter 3. And remember, God had just showed me my faith works based on the revelation I have how much God unconditionally loves me. And I get to, I get to Ephesians 3. And the Lord says to me in 3, verse 17, the Christ, this is the prayer, of faith, the prayer that Paul gave us, the Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in what? Love, may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width, length, depth, and height, that you know the love of Christ, which passes all knowledge, that you may be filled with the fullness of God. And I said, Lord, there it is, there it is. That's what you showed me yesterday, right, right, right? I was excited because I had a, I had a, a word of knowledge, a word of wisdom yesterday, but now I saw it in the Word today. Amen? And all of a sudden, this whole thing started exploding in me. And then a few years goes by, and working this revelation, working this revelation. And just last year, just last year, the Lord says to me, He says to me, He says, He says, Go back in to Ephesians chapter 3. Now I'm reading again Ephesians chapter 3. And I'm reading this. And He says, He says, You know the problem? Again, here comes another download. He says, You know the problem? Here's the problem with a lot of Christians. And he said, a lot of preachers, they've got whole sermons on the root. They talk about the root. How many of you have heard a sermon? Maybe, maybe it was from me even, that the root system is three times bigger than the tree you see above, and you're supposed to be rooted and grounded, and the root systems that keep you in the storms. It's a good sermon. But the Lord says too much focus is on the roots. And not enough function, uh, focus on the function of the roots. Then he says, Mike, what is the function of the roots? Well, my old botany comes back up. Amen. Well, the function of the roots 
is they go down and they find food and nutrients and water for the tree or the plant. And it's, it takes all those nutrients up into the plant and photosynthesis happens and the plant grows and flourishes. He says, that's right. Amen? He says, that's right. Amen? See, the Lord just, he just talks to you if you let him. He says, you're right. Botany 101 is good. Amen? But see, here's what he showed me. He says, the focus should be, what are those roots feeding on? What is the food? The roots are only picking up the food. And so I go back. Of course, you know what I know now. Amen. We're rooted and grounded in the Father's unconditional love. And he says to me, Mike, if you'll feed on my unconditional love, you'll get a revelation of my unconditional love. You'll be able to live in my unconditional love. You'll step up in faith to a higher dimension than you ever have of every prayer answered. And you'll have hope and high expectation for the future because you know I unconditionally love you. You're living by faith. And so you're just thinking the future looks awesome. So I have confident expectation. Amen? This is how the Lord teaches me. This is how the Lord will teach you. Amen? And see, I don't want you to go through what I had to go through in 2011. I don't want you to get so sick, spend 10 hours in emergency, two hours in, in, in a, 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 what's it called, a critical care, two hours there. I, there's two hours missing in my life where they're they not sure where I was. Linda snuck a peek in critical intensive care, they call it, about what happened for those two hours, and all it said was respiratory failure. That's not good to have respiratory failure for two hours. In the natural, that's just not good. Amen? But at 3 o'clock, 12 hours after we arrived at the hospital, I opened my eyes, and I heard something like, he's back. I wonder where I was, but I, got, I came back. And the next morning, the head of critical care, intensive care, comes to us, and he's, he's there with all his student doctors, and he says, Michael, yesterday, nothing we were doing was working. But then he says, but the hand of God came upon you. And all those people who were praying for you in the visitor's room all day long, all their prayers got answered. My friends, that's the all-sufficient grace of God. That's the unconditional love of God because I wasn't done here. Amen? I wasn't done. But I tell you, it set me on a mission. It set me on a faith adventure. It set me on an adventure of finding out, of seeking out. What really happened? What is this New Testament all about? And what I'm telling you now is a culmination of those 11 years. And then 10 years before that, I started seeking about grace. And what I'm living right now is a cumulation. Is that the word? Is that a real word? I think it is. Praise the Lord. Close kind of thing. Amen. I make up words. It's okay. But anyways, but here we go. Change the dictionary. But what I'm talking to you about today comes out of 20-some years of walking with the Lord. 
Here's, here's what I want you to do today before we move into communion. I don't want you to have to go through all my experience to get this. I want you to take it by faith. I want you to accept it as truth. It's, I've just read the Bible to you. Bible, Bible, Bible. It's all in the Bible. I want you to take it for yourself and say, you know what? I'm not willing to wait 20 years to get it like Pastor Mike took to get it. If Pastor Mike is there, if the staff of Capital City Church is there, if my church is talking about this, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take it. I'm going to grab it. I'm going to get to those scriptures, and I'm going to find out the truth. I'm going to say it. I'm going to pray it. I'm going to talk to God about it. I'm going to talk to other people about it until it comes mine. I'm going to learn. I am unconditionally loved by God. And then you know what? I'm going to get to that place where faith and hope is working in my life. I'm going to get to that place where I don't care. You can't get me worked up even if you tried. Praise the Lord. I'm going to get to that place. Amen? And you know what's going to happen? People, your neighbors, your family, they're going to start looking at you and say, hmm, something's changed. What happened to you? That's what people start saying to me. They start saying to me, I had someone, someone say, I was so calm after this whole thing happened. I had one preacher come and say, I heard you're backslidden, Mike. They say you're not as intense as you used to be. And, the, and, 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 and you're not running all over the country like you used to run all over the country. I said, I'm not backslidden. I said, I'm more on fire today. I'm more happy today. I have more revelation today than I've ever had before. And I'm on more purpose today. I'm more have caught in my vision today. I'm doing more for God today because of what the Lord showed me. He brought me out to take me up, out, and over. He's doing that to you today. My friends, it's so powerful. I want you to stand really quickly with me. I want you to stand because I want us to pray this prayer together. I want, I want the vacuum to put up Ephesians chapter 3, verse 14 to 20. I want you to put it up on the screen. This is the prayer of the Ephesians. It's a prayer. It's a prayer that the Lord, that, that Paul gave the Lord. One night on, on, on a Wednesday night, we'll get into the prayers of, of the New Testament prayers. We'll walk you through them all again. Kenneth Hagin prayed this prayer every day of his life. Amen? Because it was so powerful. But in this prayer is the asking of the revelation that you would understand God's unconditional love for you. Because Ephesians 3.20 says this, I didn't read that. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we ask, think, or, or imagine, according to the power that works in us. See, out of that revelation of unconditional love will come the exceedingly abundantly. All the good things God has planned for you. I want us to say this prayer together. Just let's confess this word and pray this. Make this your prayer. Verse 14. Let's say it all together. For this reason, I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width and length and depth and height, that you would Know the love of Christ which passes all knowledge that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Now, Father, to him who is able to do, to you who are able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that I could ask or think according to your power that works within me. Hallelujah. Make that a habit. 
Make that a habit till you get it. Just meditate on this. Go after it. Say, Holy Ghost, I'm so hungry and thirsty. Holy Ghost, I need this so badly. Will you teach me all things? He's available for you. Amen. Praise the Lord. You're standing. You're standing now. You need, if you need Jesus, you're online, you're on the rewatch, you're here today, you're a guest, you've been here, you've had a rough week, whatever's going on in your life, if you need Jesus today, if you need Jesus today, a prayer's coming up on the screen. Again, it's in the power of our confession. And very simple, this prayer is very simple. Just ask Jesus to forgive you. Repent of your past and ask Jesus to become your Lord and Savior. The revelation of unconditional love always starts with salvation. My friends, it's so important. It's so important that we are born again, that we allow the love of God to entrance into our heart and our mind so he can start working in us, through us, for us. Hallelujah. Let's say this prayer together. Jesus, thank you for paying the price for my salvation. I ask you to forgive me of every sin. I repent and I'm purposing to change the way I think and live. I accept you as my Lord and Savior. Jesus, help me learn about you and grow in this kingdom lifestyle. I declare you're my Lord and my Savior. Jesus, thank you for receiving me. Thank you for saving me. Hallelujah.